Good morning and welcome to our wonderful Starnes Cove family. It's good to be able to be with you today by means of this video and to share the Word of God. And I look forward to us being able to be back together again soon in person. We're continuing a series of messages through the 23rd Psalm. And today's message comes from verse 5 of that psalm, and I have entitled the message, He's All I Need. Now, after all the things that David has said about the shepherd and the sheep, he comes now to verse number 5, where he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. So far in the 23rd Psalm, we've noticed primarily two characters, the shepherd and the sheep. But today there is a third party that has been added, and that is enemies. For some reason, at this moment, David happened to think about enemies. There are some people in life that would certainly be an enemy against us as the people of God. Maybe you can think of some today who would be at odds with you. Maybe you can think of someone who would not have your best interest in mind that would try to do you harm if they possibly could. Uh, whether we have any human enemies or not, there's one thing for sure. As Christians, we all have a common enemy, and that is the devil himself. So in this passage, David is thinking some about enemies and how God protects, as a shepherd, his sheep from the enemies that are around. And in order to do that, God gives us what we need. God gives us exactly what we need, and then also God gives us even more than what we need. We're going to see all three of those points in this passage of Scripture today. Well, maybe you're going through a time in your life right now where you may feel alone. You may feel like that everywhere you look, the enemy is lurking and that they're out to get you. It kind of reminds me of the old story of uh, Lone Ranger the Lone Ranger and Tonto, they were out uh, riding their horses together, going from one place to another, and all of a sudden they popped over a hill to find out that they were completely surrounded by 2,000 Indians. The Lone Ranger looked over at Tonto and said, What are we going to do, Tonto? Tonto looked back at the Lone Ranger and he said, what do you mean, we, pale face? <laughs> Sometimes in life, it may, seem, it may seem that we're surrounded by enemies. Well, at this point, David is focused upon those enemies, but even more than that, he now becomes focused on what God does for us in the presence of those enemies. And that brings me to the first wonderful truth that I want to share with you from this passage, and that is God gives us what we need. David said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
Notice in this verse, the scene changes from a field to a feast. It changes from a trail to a table. One of the most important tasks that a shepherd had was to find good food for the sheep. Often that would be referred to as a mesa, as a place of green, healthy grass. Shepherds would often call this good tableland. It was a place where the sheep could feed and do so in peace. Sheep will not eat whenever they're afraid, whenever they're distressed. They won't eat. Maybe you found that to be true in your own life whenever you're fearful, distressed, fretful about something. Uh, it's hard to get the food to go down. And when it does go down, it may not digest properly. Well, that was certainly true with sheep. Sheep could not eat when they were in fear. And so the shepherds knew that as a behavior pattern of the sheep. And so the shepherd would find this good tableland, and then he would go in and he would make sure that there was nothing there in that large grassy area that could hurt the sheep. He would get rid of any poisonous plants. He would drive out any uh, uh, wild animal or wolf that might attack the sheep. He would make sure that there was nothing that could hurt or harm the sheep in any kind of way. And so in doing so, the shepherd was preparing the table for the sheep. So the sheep, without fear, could eat even though the presence of enemies were out there still lurking. They could not attack. They could not do any harm because the shepherd was there protecting the sheep. You know, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned about the Christian life is that peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of Jesus. Let me illustrate the presence of our shepherd with this story that comes out of Cherokee Indian culture. Cherokee Indians used to have a, a cultural tradition when a youth was about ready to enter manhood. They had a custom, the tribe had a custom, of taking this young man out into the middle of the woods on a pitch black dark night and leaving him there all by himself. He had no weapons. He had no way to light a fire. There was nothing that he could do to defend himself. And just before the father would leave his son in that situation, the father would simply say to him, no matter what happens, remember, you have nothing to fear. And the father would walk away. Well, needless to say, the young man who was left in that situation heard the sound of every, every hoot owl. He heard, the, uh, he heard every branch that was rustled by the breeze. He heard every falling pine cone. Uh, he heard every animal that scurried about through the woods. He had no trouble imagining that every shadow was a black bear that was ready to come in and attack. Usually the young person would spend the entire night awake in unbelievable terror, counting the minutes until the sun came up. 
But you know, the sun always came up. And when it did, the young Cherokee would look around his, uh, to, uh, about him, and one of the things that he would notice almost immediately was the presence of his father, who had not left him at all, but had been there only a few yards away from where he was. And the father had weapons, and the father had everything he needed to protect his young son. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that we have a shepherd who will never leave us alone. He is always there. He is with us every step of the way, and he will give us what we need. We don't have to fear the enemies who are around us. God has prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies, and he's protecting us. He's given us what we need. But the second truth in this passage I want you to see is that God gives us exactly what we need. He gives us specifically what we need. The second part of verse 5 says, You anoint my head with oil. In the Bible, oil was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Now, oil was very important in the life of a sheep. Oil was important for the sheep because of life's distractions. One of the huge problems that sheep had in the summer was with a little insect known as the nose fly. And this fly loved to get up into the nostrils of the sheep and lay its eggs and produce larvae that would irritate the sinuses of the sheep and would just about drive them crazy. And so the shepherd, to prevent this from happening, he would take a mixture of oil and sulfur and tar and he would put it on the head and the nose of the sheep. It did two things. It killed the larva of the nose fly immediately, and secondly, it served as a repellent for other nose flies that would try to come in and land on the sheep. Once this anointing had been received by the sheep, it wasn't afraid anymore. The frustration was gone. There was a calmness about the sheep. Well, folks, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives to protect us against the distractions of life. We all have those distractions that come our way, don't we? Frustrating things, irritating things that can happen to us in life. And it, it may seem that in a time like we've been going through recently, that there are more of those irritations and distractions than ever, especially when you're out uh, trying to buy a few groceries in the grocery store or you're at the uh, Lowe's or Home Depot picking up something that you need. People seem to be at a high level of frustration right now. You, you see it in the traffic patterns of people. As Christians, we're not immune to that, but I'll tell you what we have. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us against the irritations and the frustrations of life to remain calm and to be at peace. Well, another way that oil was important in the life of a sheep 
was because of life's disturbances. Life's disturbances. One of the disturbances that took place among sheep, specifically the rams, took place in the summer when it was mating time. These rams, would uh, their necks would swell up, and they would get boastful, romance would be on their mind, and often those rams would just charge one another, and they would butt heads with one another. And so the shepherd, to try to keep these rams from hurting themselves when they did that, he would take oil and he would anoint the horns and the heads of those rams. And this way, when they ran against one another, when they collided with one another, they would just slide right off of one another. And they wouldn't really do any permanent damage to one another because of the oil that brought a lubricant uh, for them. Now, oftentimes in life, we deal with disturbances in life. There may be people that you may find yourself in a personality conflict with. There may be people who to you may kind of be like sandpaper in your life and it's just always rubbing against you. There may be power struggles that you have to face and deal with. There may be difficult people along the way, but praise God when those times come in our lives. As Christians, we have the oil of the Holy Spirit to help us with the disturbances of life so that He can just smooth things out and make our relationships what they're supposed to be. But then there was a third reason why oil was important in the life of a sheep. And that is because of life's diseases. Diseases. One of the diseases that sheep faced in the summertime was a disease known as scab. And this disease would come upon a sheep when a parasite would get hold of the sheep. Sheep had a tendency of being close to one another. They would rub heads with one another, and the parasite would often be distributed from one sheep to another uh, through the rubbing of heads. And so the shepherd, when it would find that uh, the sheep had scab and had the presence of those parasites, the shepherd would prepare dips. It took a lot of work to do this, but they would prepare dips and they would fill them with uh, linseed oil and sulfur and a few other ingredients, and they would dip the sheep, they would immerse the sheep in those dips, and it would kill the parasites and keep them from getting scab. Well, as Christians, we live in a world that is filled with the scab of this world's thinking and this world's ideas. And we have to guard against that. We have to guard against that. This old world has its scab in television and in magazines and in songs and in billboards. And we need the blessed Holy Spirit of God to anoint our minds so that we don't catch the scab of this old world in which that we live in. And so the anointing of the Holy Spirit 
is very important to us as God's sheep, as it was to sheep in the care of a shepherd in those days. God gave his sheep exactly what they needed. But I'm here to tell you there's a third truth in this psalm in verse 5, and that is God gives us more than what we need. David said, my cup runs over. In the Middle East, they had a custom in those days that had to do with the filling of a cup. If someone was a guest in your home and you wanted them to be there, the way you welcomed them was to fill their cup to the top. If you wanted them to continue to stay there for a while, maybe continue to engage in conversation, you would keep refilling their cup. But if after a while, the cup of the person remained empty for a time, that was a hint, a subtle hint to the guest that it was time to move on. But there was a custom whenever a guest had been there for a good while and it would be typically time to move on that sometimes the guest would just enjoy the presence of this person so much they would want them to stay just a little bit longer and so he would come over with the pitcher and fill the cup up to overflowing. It would overflow the cup and some would spill out on top of the table. What the guest, uh, what the host was saying to the guest was, I enjoy your presence. Stay here a little bit longer. Let's converse more. I love your fellowship. We have a shepherd that says to us by this act of our cup running over, he's saying, I love your fellowship. I want you to walk with me. I want you to talk with me. I love your company. I want you to stay in my presence. And so I will just continually fill your cup all day long. When you think about it, everything God does for us, He has a way of giving it in abundance. He runs it over. He not only fills it to the brim, He runs it over the brim. The prodigal son didn't just get a calf, he got the fatted calf. The prodigal son didn't just get a robe, he got the best robe. Everything that God does for you and me, he does it running over. It's not just forgiveness that God gives, it's abundant pardon, Isaiah 55 verse 7. It's not just grace, it's abounding grace that God gives, Romans 5.20. It's not just joy, it's unspeakable joy and full of glory, 1 Peter 1.8. And it's not just love, it is everlasting love, Jeremiah 31 and verse number 3. Someone has said, His love has no limit, His grace has no measure, his power has no boundary known unto man. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he gives and he gives and he gives again. God has a way of doing that, of just running our cup over. I love the prayer of the little girl who prayed and said, Lord, fill my cup. It can't hold very much, 
but it can run over lots. <laughs> well, God has a way of running the cup over in our lives. And God wants you to overflow today. He wants that to happen so that you will continually be in His presence and realize that He's able to give you what you need. He's able to give you exactly what you need, and He's able to give you even more than what you need. My cup runs over. What a wonderful verse what a wonderful psalm, Psalm 23. Aren't you glad that you know the shepherd? I'm glad he's my shepherd. And I pray that if you're listening and he's not your shepherd, I pray that you will repent of your sins, that you'll place saving faith in Jesus Christ, and that you will surrender to him as the Lord of your life. Just pray and invite him to come into your life now. And you'll be so glad that you made the Lord your shepherd. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that God will bless you as you spend time this day and this week in His glorious presence.